Hello and welcome to The Beat. This is our first episode and we'd just like to thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy it and soon we're going to have an email out for suggestions and requests because we do, we do want to hear feedback. Thanks and en- enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome to The Beat with Bennett Boggis and Christopher Gadomsky. So today what we're going to be talking about is a subject that is very near and dear to me and that is basically the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and in my opinion and I think it's pretty pretty well proven how the Rolling Stones copied the Beatles. Now, I actually don't know that much about this, but Bennett is going to try and convince me how they copied them. Okay. So, as we all know, uh, I mean, obviously this is in the 60s, late 60s, and then after basically what I believe Yoko Ono and John Lennon, after Yoko came in, the Beatles kind of split up, and that's really unfortunate, but the Rolling Stones continued after what was it, 71, or just 70? Uh, I know Ringo Starr left in 70. 70? Yeah. Okay. So, basically, some things that I'd like to talk about, some uh, some very noticeable things, and they might sound kind of off, because this is even album covers. Like, this is how blatant it gets for me. So, maybe, um, I'll just try to describe them, but Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is obviously a very extremely famous album cover, revolutionary. Yeah. And obviously it's the very colorful one with, I think it's just the cutouts of... That album was revolutionary when it comes to like album artwork, because that really was one of mm-hmm. the first albums that kind of had album artwork that was like noticeable and like different. Yeah, it was very colorful, and it had all the bandmates in very colorful clothing sitting down. Yeah. And the only thing that, this is what I'm comparing it to, it's the Rolling Stones, uh, Their Satanic Majesty's Request. So you can look that up if you'd like. It's Their Satanic Majesty's Request. And this is an album by the Stones, and I think it was about two months after. So that doesn't mean the songs were copied, but the album, the album uh Yeah, because in itself. two months it'd be hard to write a... Uh thing but the two albums do look very similar it is they in sergeant pepper's lonely hearts it's it's colorful people wearing colorful things and then they are wearing very similar outfits when it comes to bright yellows they're all sitting down one thing is that the beatles did have all the actors though yeah they they did have cutouts of that so i don't know if they copied them here but it is interesting that they're so similar Mm -hmm. and they came out so quickly so one other thing is um one of a very famous song by the Beatles, Let It Be, that was actually in works in the mid-60s by the Beatles. Actually, earlier than that, um, Let It Let It Be, the album by the Beatles, came out in 69 or 70. Okay. And that was late. And then we have Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. So that in itself, yeah, 1970, that in itself is a little fishy let it be and let it bleed but you might look at the uh the album release dates and let it bleed was actually uh, released in december of 1969 but the thing is that the production of the album let it be was very very well known in public so it i don't know if it was leaked per se. so you're saying that even though let it bleed came out before let it be 
because Let It Be was so well known, the Rolling Stones kind of took that and made it Let It Bleed. Mm-hmm. Because Let It Be as a song was, it was mid-60s. And although it didn't officially come out in an album, I, I'm pretty sure there was definitely some live performances of it. Yeah. So Let It Be and Let It Bleed, that's pretty fishy. And also, one more that, uh, and there's probably more, honestly, if I kept looking, but I'm trying to find it now. But it's basically um, the original artwork for the Rolling Stones' um, Beggar's Banquet. It was actually changed, I believe it was changed because of this, but Beggar's Banquet now has, it's kind of like a stall, like a dirty restroom mm-hmm. with like written on the wall, Beggar's Banquet. But the original cover was just a white, like, backdrop, just white. And then in black text, it just said Beggar's Banquet. So and hopefully that's, that's kind of yeah. really similar. Okay, so we just found a picture of it. And it is just a white background. That's not even it. Scroll up. Right there. Up it's just there. a white background that says... Yeah. The Rolling Stones, The Beggar's Banquet, which does remind me a lot of the White Album. So, you know, just a white thing and then the band's name. And, I mean, this one does say Beggar's Banquet, but if it was just Rolling Stones on there, then it would really, really be bad. Yeah. So, it's it's very, um, it's very, it's fishy. And also... All of the things I've mentioned, all these examples, it's the Rolling Stones, and this is just cover art, the Rolling Stones, their album comes out roughly two to five months after the Beatles. Yeah. So while the Rolling Stones definitely took their own, I guess, spin on things, like after uh, 1970, and they definitely went towards that more like rock and roll mm-hmm. jive per se, vibe it's definitely because the beatles were revolutionary and mm-hmm. there's the whole thing of the beatles versus the rolling stones at that time well definitely because the beatles and the stones were both kind of like the epitome of like classic 60s rock yes so even if they weren't like similar at all i still think the bands might hate each other yeah i mean and i don't think i think this was in an interview with ringo he was talking about how there wasn't much much like like actual arguing at all and that they got along but there's an interview that i showed chris before we actually started and it was john lennon basically just trash talking the beetle i mean not the beatles the uh the rolling stones and mick jagger who say for a really long amount of time and yeah that it was kind of crazy how long he went on i mean he was mad and i think it is one of the things that he talked about was how mick jagger was jealous and I think it's very obvious that Mick Jagger was jealous. Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know. Um, I don't know if I have convinced you. I mean, it's definitely... There is some good evidence, but there's also some... Uh, maybe maybe a stretch. Yeah. Some of it. But what do, you, what do you think about this? Okay. So I think while there might have been... Because all bands are influenced by each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll always hear songs reference other songs and that that just always happens but because even if that happened for normal because they are such like rivals i think the beatles might have made it a little bit larger than it was Mm -hmm. 
I just think one of the most like resounding pieces of evidence for me is that I think on three or four specific album covers, and also uh, I'm trying to remember, it's the Beatles for sale. Mm-hmm. That one, and if I pull it up on my phone real quick, there is, and I know this for a fact, the Beatles. There is an album called Cover. Yeah, Between the Buttons. Between the Buttons. So, another thing, if you look up Between the Buttons by the Rolling Stones and then Beatles for Sale, it's it's both bands looking and into the camera with sort of like a... Okay, having just looking at the Between the Buttons, it instantly reminds me of Beatles for Sale. It's And that, that was one that wasn't even mentioned in the, the video. But it's yeah, it's yeah, it's okay. That that's that's really similar. Oh, didn't mean to do that. But it's um, it's, and once again, these are albums where the Beatles look nineteen sixty four, and then if you go back, I think it was nineteen sixty seven. Yeah. So it's both of them looking into the eyes of the camera with almost mm-hmm. like a downtrodden look. So when it comes to to album covers, I definitely think. The Rolling Stones took some cues from the Beatles. You've convinced me of, of that. Yeah. A lot of cues. And there's also musical cues. Like in Please Please Me, uh, first album by the Beatles. Uh, there's songs like Love Me Do, where John Lennon plays harmonica. Mm-hmm. And that's like a really big part of the song. And you can see that since the Rolling Stones has kind of shown themselves as to be more of like a rock and roll, classic rock, almost southern feel yeah because it's kind of you know it's kind of like a messy style it's they do use harmonicas in a good amount of those songs back in the day so it's obviously the beatles were revolutionary and it's obvious that Mm -hmm. they impacted bands up until now yeah and still going with their unique style and flair and all that sort of stuff but at the time how the Rolling Stones, I wouldn't say denied it, because I don't know if they specifically denied it, but they probably did. Yeah. But how the Rolling Stones didn't say anything and just sort of made it seem like their own thing. And I'd say it's really obvious. I'd say it's very obvious on how um on how they copied them. So I want I want an answer. It's um I do want an answer. Would you say that from, let's say, 63, 1963 to probably 1971, that the Rolling Stones took to, took very, very direct hints, and I'd go as far as to say, copied the Beatles. In, in their cover art, yes, you've convinced me of that, especially when it came to um, Between the Buttons, that was really the most... Yeah, and I don't know if we can. I mean, it's it's very obvious. It's the entire band looking into the eyes of the camera with a very downtrodden, sad look. And I think I actually do briefly want to go into why they look like that in not the Rolling Stones, but the Beatles in mm-hmm. a Beatles for Sale. It's the popularity, and this was in a late nineteen sixty four. Obviously, their popularity was getting bigger and bigger, and yeah. I'd say they peaked. 1967? Of the time? Of the popularity of the Beatles. Maybe like 1960. In pop, yes. Not, not anywhere in, around there. Yeah. So, 
in like late 1964 1965 there's definitely a rise in popularity and i've read a bunch of stuff about this how they wanted to show that more this is us this is real and like you know well definitely because the beatles started off as kind of like an innocent band like an innocent boy Mm -hmm. band but then they they became something else and i think with beatles for sale they kind of wanted to show that they were no longer this innocent little like band from england and they want to show they're their own band and they're not children anymore yeah exactly and if you do i think when was you go back it's uh between the buttons 1967 that's also around the time of when the rolling stones were really getting popular and then but with the rolling stones obviously i mean their latest album i actually forget i can look at it real quickly but their latest album came out what less than a month ago so it's obvious that it's like they're still going they are and yeah totally stripped yeah totally stripped or the rolling stones and mono i'm actually not quite sure but they're the rolling stones are obviously still making music and in no way are we Mm -hmm. bashing the rolling stones no i think the rolling stones are a great band and songs like miss you are personally that miss you is one of my favorite songs Mm -hmm. and john lennon in the interview we were watching specifically said he loves songs like honky tonk woman Mm. because that was the more original side of the rolling stones and songs like that are fantastic yeah he john lennon said in that interview that the rolling stones got better once they stopped uh, copying them yeah and even songs like let it bleed are really Mm -hmm. good so that's i'd say that's a good example of like a similarity where it was just mm-hmm. the album cover. And even if they did copy each other, though, I mean, they both kind of pushed each other to new heights. Oh, and also, one more thing that I do want to say. Look at um, Out of Our Heads by the Rolling Stones. And then, what was that one, the Beatles album that had in Rubber, Rubber, uh, Soul. Rubber Soul, was that it? Yeah, Rubber Soul. <laughs> it's... I just I, I can't stress this enough. It's it's uh, and I don't even know if because I want you to just look in between look in between the two because you look at Rubber Soul and it's definitely a distorted um, kind of diagonal. I don't know how you'd say that, but it's not yeah. from the angle, just eye level. But then if you go back to Out of Our Heads, you can see how it's um it's once again. Yes, it it's is. the same exact angle. It is very similar. <laughs> I when mean, did when did they come out? So Out of Our Heads came out in 1965. Out of Our then... Heads 1965, and I know that the Beatles' Rebu Soul was actually one of their very early albums. So I can check real quick. Oh, 1965 as well. So, yeah. but that one might have been one of the ones where it's like a month, like yeah, a couple months. So I think I've rested my case. Yeah, I think I think you've convinced me. They they've definitely. Yeah, so we've got just to go kind of in order, we've got Beatles for Sale, yeah. and Between the Buttons, we've got Rubber Soul, and Out of Our Heads, we've got Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Or actually, Out of Our Heads was in July of 1965, and Rubber Soul was in December of Ooh. 1965. So we could actually be seeing so some the plot, crossing the plot ideas. Thickens. Wow. 
And <laughs> so even even if the Rolling Stones did take some of their um, album art from the Beatles, I think maybe Rubber Soul was taken from from the Rolling Stones. So it's definitely not as shallow as we thought. It is not as shallow as we thought. Like I said earlier, when it comes to music, they were both really influential bands. Evolutionary. Evolutionary. And they both changed like what musicians could do and what like it meant to play like pop music. Mm-hmm. And it was pop music for the time. Yeah, for the time. And and I think that just goes to show that even back then, it they were affecting each other. I mean, probably I'd go as far as to say the two most popular bands in the world at doing sixties, early seventies. Yeah. I mean that's. And I think we're going to wrap it up here. Especially in America. But yeah, yeah. that's... I just wanted to give me. some insight on that. Two British bands and yeah, definitely exchanging some ideas. I think this was a very productive me too. episode. I think it's also kind of strange because Americans love British bands when it comes to the Rolling Stones, The Who, mm-hmm. The Police. I mean... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's just... We should have an episode on that. <laughs> we should. We should. British bands and their, I don't know, popularity in the United States. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. This has been The Beat. We'll catch you later.